0: Today, we are re-scripting actresses' and actors' careers. As always, the homie, the one and only, what up? Heyo, what's come, going on? Coming to you live from Town. So, Doc, uh, today, uh, give us a little bit of the origin and, and what we're going to be talking today around re-scripting actors' and actresses' careers, as if it's not obvious already.
1: Yeah, so this is a kind of a brainchild of the older dog, Phil, here. In that, like we were, you know, I guess the last the villains podcast we touched on Macaulay Culkin um, and the Good Son, and we were talking about uh, kind of the child actors and stuff like that, but we didn't really necessarily want to do a podcast on child actors. Um, so, you know, we are we we also dabble in recasting movies, um, you know, what ifs, casting, recasting, what ifs. So, you know, this 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 came, you know, you know, brought up the idea of you know, how would it affect people's careers to have, you know, either been casted in certain movies or to have been left out of certain movies. Yep. Basically, what we're doing is taking actors and actresses who, um, you know, either would have benefited from, again, being in a film, or, you know, how their careers could have gone differently to have stayed relevant or to have, you know, maintained, in my some of my... uh, as a minor, maintain your respect
0: sure yeah so it's 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 an alternate universe almost for these three actors we actors or actresses we we both chose three neither of us know our others three so we're going to get into into those but it's just it's a big what if and it, it might be a pivot point it might be a something just overall like a bigger picture thing if if something went different either in their lives or their careers then they might be a little bit better off, or I don't. Even, I don't know about yours. Mine are all better off today. Uh, it could be, you know, it could go the other way too, depending on
1: on are well, It's not necessarily better off today for all of mine, but uh, I just because. And, and this is also before we get into it. We I got into some personal feelings of the sticky ground, so we were talking about people like Macaulay Culkin. And recently, I had, uh, just read some articles on Corey. Feldman, I think it was being yep. you know, views as young. So we really don't know what happens to these, some of these actors uh, in their in their younger careers that makes them stop acting. So I like I got into some areas where I was like, you know, I really don't want to explore that because you know that's that's just I you know I don't want to recap their life because they were uh, done done wrong. Especially. Yeah, yeah. Um, in, in,
0: in my in the internet searches
1: I did when I was looking for
0: people to research, I found the same thing that you did. Like a lot of people, for some reason, I think Shia LaBeouf is one of them. He was just blueballed from Hollywood. Period. For like a couple of years, because he pissed off Michael Bay in the transformation in the Transformers uh, uh, series, uh, or there was some executive producer. I don't know if it was Bay, but it was someone like that and and then obviously there's darker stuff we've we've obviously seen in the news uh, in the last two two three years the me too movement where you know studio heads would have you know uh, the power to shut someone's career down if they, you know, if they didn't do exactly what what they wanted to do. So yeah, it did get it, it, did, it, it. We're not going to get that dark today, or at least I'm not. I'm just mainly typing, talking hypotheticals as far as like scripts you know, that they should have I taken
1: or into these people's career and was comfortable recasting. So yeah. and that's honestly there's not many things that make me feel uncomfortable. Phil and I have been uh, this is probably what three weeks in the making. We've been talking about. Yeah. It. Topic, and I think I've been a little bit hesitant because, you know, because I got into some of this this, this uncomfortable ground where it's like, you know, so many people didn't have the careers that they they probably should because of the excuse my language, the fucked up nature that is Hollywood, and, I, and I'll get into that with one of my picks, but uh, but in terms of recasting careers and keeping it light, why, why don't you start off that
0: uh, okay. Again, you guys know the rules. I mean, if you've been listening to the podcast, if you're still listening, God love you. Uh, we usually do a two-minute timer for each one of these. In true Jerks in the Fourth Row podcast, we'll probably go over for each one, but at least we'll, we'll try to keep this to as close to 30 minutes as possible. Um, I'm going to start off. All right, so I'm going to hit the timer here. Um, and my first one, dog, is going to be no surprise to you because I think we I talked about this in our pre-production. Um, but I'm, I'm doing a Josh Hartnett. Um, you remember Josh Hartnett from movies such as Pearl Harbor, Black Hawk Down? He actually got his debut in H two O, Halloween. Twenty years later, with Jamie Lee Curtis, he plays Jamie Lee Curtis' son, and he was just on a path for stardom. Like in the, in the early two thousands, um, again, let me list through. Like he had like a five year window of just. I don't know if you call him blockbusters, but just he was the main character in some of these really, really famous and good movies. And then just kind of fell off a cliff in 2006. So he had The Faculty, Virgin Suicides, Pearl Harbor, this movie called O, Black Hawk Down, 40 Days and 40 Nights, Sin City. He was the man in Sin City. And then if you remember the movie Lucky Number 11, which I remember seeing, but I don't remember if I liked it or not. I didn't go back and watch it. And then ever since then, it's kind of just, he fell off a cliff. Um, he's recently starred in a, a, T, a showtime series called Penny dreadful, which again, I didn't see, but I heard, you know, he's in every single episode of that one.
1: Um, what, but, what year was Hollywood? Or not Hollywood Homicide, because I know that that's a DVD you had. That's kind of his, one of his last relevant films. Like
0: that I was remember. that was 2003. So his last relevant film film I'll give him is Lucky Number Eleven. I don't know if it was a flop or not, but I I, know, I remember there being a good amount of hype around it. But what about Sin City? What, what, Sin City was 2005.
1: So that's the last time I remember him being
0: relevant. Yeah. So I mean, just reading up up on him, um, I. I'll and I'll get to what he could have done later. He basically just d- is it one of those actors who just got famous really quick and just did not like the limelight. There was no abuse. There's nothing like that involved in his case. He just he he. I read a Vanity Fair article saying or that that was from earlier this year. I think it was titled Oh shit. There's the timer. I think it was titled Where Is Josh Hartnett Today? And he just said, I just remember being at the Pearl Harbor. Uh, you know, red carpet and just not liking it and not feeling like myself. So anyways, if I want, this is selfish now, if I wanted him to have the career that he wanted, um, I think that there was one move that he could have done. And that was to dive into the super hero realm. So in 2006, right, right around the time that he goes off the cliff, he turns down the role for Superman. He was yeah. the he was the lead choice for Superman, the one not the not the Superman, um, not not Man of Steel, the one before then with uh, Kevin Spacey as Lex Luthor, and
1: yeah. I think yeah,
0: uh, Kate I Bosworth was in that one. Really with, with him. So I he, Hartman, but... right, so I think this was right around the time when all that superhero stuff was starting. He could have yeah. kicked off. I remember that Superman sucking because I think they just got a nobody to play Superman. And I think if he takes that role, now, granted, he probably wouldn't want this for himself, but his his career goes on another level. He can take those passion projects and they mean something because he, you know, he was in the the blockbuster of all blockbusters. If he if you can turn, because I mean, Christopher Reeves will forever be Superman until someone else takes it. I don't think anyone else has since. If he could have taken that role, much like a Christian Bale did the Batman, then I think he can do those pa- projects. Passion projects, maybe get a better director on them, um, and just get a little bit more attention and, and notoriety yeah. for his
1: movies. This is one of the ones that sparked us. I'm going to go ahead and make an executive executive decision and say each uh, each actor is going to be three three minutes now. We've
0: okay, we're, we're already like on four
1: for Josh, but go ahead. Anyways, we talked about him being possibly in like Titanic and having you know the the roles that Leah did because Pearl Harbor was kind of swing at that with Heartthrobs, like, hit him and Ben Affleck the whole story. Right.
0: It's his launching, it's his launching movie. And, but this, so this is a little bit different with Josh because he already had his launching movie. He just had the opportunity to take it to the, I think he already achieved A-list celebrity back in those early, early 2000s. He could have taken it, I think, to the Leo, to the Tom Hardy uh Whatever to that, that super level, if you just have done something a little bit more mainstream rather than dive right into the pa- passion projects. But as I said, he did that he he did that on purpose just to stay yeah. out of the limelight.
1: Yeah, and it sounds like he didn't want to, so that's at least of one. Of the
0: yeah. Movies. Oh, so as as long as before we get to the next one, Batman, he was considered for um, Christian Bale's Batman role the, for the yeah, Dark Knight. Yeah. I think-
1: He's got kind of like that Clark Kenty, you know, Agreed. dark hair you know, look. Anyways, <clears throat> but did kind of – so can I go into mine now? Yeah, so, yeah, go for it. Yeah, I'll start The link on to Pearl Harbor, actually. So my choice is Cuba Gooding Jr. Yeah. And, I saw this so, one coming. I had this one pegged for you, and it's the reason I didn't choose. Go ahead. So my, my first note is what happened in 2002 is basically the, the – Cuba's career. He came out with both Boat Trip and Snow Dogs in 2000. Ouch! Ouch! So this is after doing like Man of Honor. He was also in Pearl Harbor, but was like, you know, it's like a pretty compelling character in, in you know those movies he did. Uh, and not um, Boys in the Hood in his early career. Jerry Maguire. Um, Jerry Maguire. So he's taken as a serious actor, and then. Uh, where he, went, he started to go downhill, it's one of my favorite hate watches Rat Race. Rat Race. Ruined a lot of good careers, that movie did. <laughs> and it's almost like he's like, oh, I can make money off of like comedy somehow, because somehow Rat Race did well. And so he started doing stuff like boat Trip, and snow dogs, and I was just like, oh man, if he only, so in terms of recasting, that year, 2002... Rescripting, yeah.
0: Rescripting.
1: Exactly. 2002, the Star Wars Return of the Clones came out where Samuel Jackson was in that. So he could have been like a Sith or, or, or a Jedi, something in that. He could have, uh, there was also, if he wanted to continue on, so he did Men of Honor and Pearl Harbor. If he continued like the War movie path, there was Hearts War that came out that year, We Were Soldiers. Um, and so basically, uh, what I did with a lot of these actors is say, whose career should have they had. And Terrence Howard is my comparison. Yeah,
0: that's that's really good. I like that. So Terrence Howard, you know, was doing movies like Hustle and Flow and uh, even
1: got in on the, you know, the Iron Man movie, the first one, even though he got beat up by Don Cheadle for late. But anyways, he was doing stuff that was a little bit more reputable. He did Crash, um, which was, you know, another movie I thought Cuba could have been really good in. Um, but I think he screwed himself by just kind of taking these roles or, um, I don't know what, if he had only just, you know, I also kind of compared him to Will Smith, which isn't fair, but if he had done something like Ali, like, uh, like, you know, again, just like the continue to work with Spike Jones, even, like, just maintained a reputable status. Like, there's so many opportunities and with the acting chops he had, you know, it's just, it almost looks like a, a career choice to just bomb. I know.
0: It was so sad to see him in that OJ versus the People story. Did, did you see that on FX where he played? I he was okay in that. It was almost like him. I, I thought. The I mean, the, it's a name on there, but he was just not good as OJ. Like OJ is like this big, deep-voiced like presence, and he was just kind of like this squeaky little guy playing OJ, but. Obviously, yeah, if you get Cuba Gooding Jr. to, to come on an FX show, you got to fake him. But I just I just thought it was more damaging to his career not for not for his fault because it was just the wrong actor choice to play OJ.
1: Well, that's I mean, and I think movies like Snow Dogs and Boat Trip just damn some at, like actors for the rest of their careers. And yeah, that's why I, I've chosen to rescript it because he just I don't think you can come back from that. Uh, <laughs> The movies like that, but there's yeah. also I, I also this is also a sticky ground in that like in Hollywood there's a lot of uh, disarmament of black actors like Eddie Murphy and Mark Lawrence, where they either feminize them or uh, make them just less less aggressive and kind of take over their so anyways, this in, is just... in your
0: in your research did you find anything like that or was
1: it I I mean there's suggestions, but Cuba Cuba supports his career in that like you know, his choices, but, uh, anyways, e- e- either way, those, those, <laughs> I, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna make a judgment call, and I'm just, I'm just acknowledging what, yeah,
0: no, here. he, he go, to go, to go from an Academy Award winner, and then to just fall off after those two shitty movies, is just kind of a shame to see, because he, he was a, a, a big talent, okay,
1: and I'm, yeah, you know, I'm not gonna get into any Hollywood conspiracies, but I mean, it's just like, if that was his choice, it was almost like, uh, A purposeful, just like, well, for grace. Yeah. Good Lord. So, anyways, that's that's a wrap up. And we'll keep the time going if you got yours. Okay,
0: yep. I'm starting the clock on my next one. So, my next one is uh, an actress who has had a fantastic career. I don't, like, she's probably lived up to her potential as a comedic actress. Um, So, this is Mila Kunis. I'm I'm going to go through her career. So, if I was going through her IMDb, and pretty much i would say 90 percent of what she's done is comedy starting with that 70s show she's a voice on family guy bad moms um you know she's in uh, saving sarah Mar- or forgetting sarah marshall she's always in fun ted she's always in funny movies but i'm not so sure she's funny um in in the fact that i think maybe her funniest role was in either bad moms or that 70s show where she kind of in that '70s show, she's kind of ditzy and bad. Mom, she's just kind of like, you know, she is funny in Bad Moms. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie, but I haven't. so, but she's kind of just like the girl in comedies rather than the comedic presence herself.
1: All so right, so it, it, it's an interesting. I mean, I the, wouldn't you say she works in those films well
0: though? Yeah, she does. She's a great plug in those films, but just just like a Jennifer Aniston would be. You know, like I don't think Jennifer Aniston's that funny, but she's in the breakup. She's, she's in Along Came Polly. And but, we are the Millers, like those. Are both- right, Friends was funny, but I don't. I don't necessarily think Jennifer Aniston was funny, but Jennifer Aniston's done other things, and that's my ask of Mila Kunis: is that those movies that she did do, The Book of Eli is one of them. Black Swan, especially, she was fantastic. She was so good in that Black Swan with Natalie Portman playing kind of like the friend slash antagonist in that movie. Where I just wish she did more darker stuff like that or more dramatic dramas. Because I so think she movies has movies. the chops for it.
1: So, what movies would you have cast? her in? like, what? what
0: so, would I mean, use? I mean, just to use Black Swan, I would take Natalie Portman's career if she could. If Mila Kunis was in V for Vendetta, I think that I would have. <sighs> I think that that would totally send her career in like a in a different spin. She could do other things. I don't know, like what's what's other dark dark dramas, or not even that doesn't even have to be dark. Like she could yeah, have
1: some even like Star Wars, like you said, like. Uh, like the, those those first episode one two three where she plays uh, uh, what's her, she plays one of the
0: yeah it's like Anakin Skywalker's girlfriend yeah, or something whatever, like that yeah it,
1: it, she's like a little bit more like she's not white you know <laughs> <laughs> what I mean like they could have diversified the movie a little bit better with her you know what I'm saying
0: Mila, yeah, Mila Kunis is is white she's like
1: she's like
0: she's I have no idea like Ukrainian she she's like Ukrainian.
1: Anyways, but I mean, she—you you should could play Cleopatra,
0: anything? Yeah, perfect. That—that—that's good. I mean, and there's still time for her career, but you know, I just—I wish she had taken on more dramatic roles. Um, one of the—I think she maybe got put off by it. One of the, I guess it's not a drama; it's more of an action hero movie. Was Jupiter Rising and Max Payne? Like those are action movies that she took on. So, no, you didn't see either of them. Anyways, I think I think Book of Eli and uh, and Black Swan I think are reputable. She's had a very successful career. If you had to guess, how much how much do you think she's made in her career? Uh, With
1: the the royalties from that 70s judge and Family Guy. And Family Guy, she's worth three hundred mil. Oh
0: no, seventy five million, but still, that's yeah. I have no. I'm not good with money. Yeah, that makes that makes two of us. I had to look it up, but she's 75 okay. mil. So I mean, by all by all measures, she's had an awesome career. I think you make a
1: good point here, which is why I guess I'll go into my next one. Okay. Um, not just yet, but the, the the idea of hitching your your your, your uh, trailer to the right wagon. I think Mila did that with McFarlane uh, and mm-hmm. with uh, sure. and with a certain comedy, you know, that that seventy show, you know, or whatever whatever comedy chops she had. Uh, I think she used that to her advantage in her career. Uh, maybe she wasn't getting the offers for the the serious roles. Right? Yeah, you know. So you know that's where uh, I guess I'm going to go into my my next. Yeah, movie. go
0: for it. Yep. Dakota Fanning. Uh, another one I thought
1: about. So uh, Dakota Fanning, like Phil and I discussed, staying away from child actors. But uh, this one, I, she continued to act. So, like if you look up her IMDb, she continued to act after irrelevant movies, which were, like, Man on Fire, War of the Worlds, like, when she was a younger actor, I think she was probably, at that time, she was probably 10 10 to 13 years old or something like that, Um, and she kind of just fell off, like, for no reason. It wasn't like she was so typecasted, like, Haley Jo Osmond or Macaulay Culkin.
0: Oh, see, I think she was. I think she was typecasted as the little girl, as, like, the outspoken little girl. And
1: it's but if, why couldn't she continue her career through her teens? So the person that I compare her to, whose career she could have had, is Chloe Grace Moretz. So she, this is the girl from Kick Ass and from she's from Neighbors Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Rory Rising. She's so she's in like she's kept herself relevant by hitching her trailer to the right wagon. Like she's been in Thirty rocks, She's like. Whoever her manager is is getting her work across different uh, you know, she's in she's with Denzel in Equalizer. Like she's mm-hmm. she's getting the right role. She's not necessarily stealing any of them, but she's she's not necessarily that little girl. Like she's she plays a prostitute in Equalizer. Okay. She's she's making her career work for her as she's getting older. Um, whereas Dakota Fanning I mean, she, they, uh, she inspired me as this commercial that keeps coming on for Hulu. It's like her new show called The Alienist on mm-hmm. uh, TNT. It's just like, I just like, ah, it
0: It's sad. Yeah, it's sad. She, she did have a, a brief, uh, I, I guess you'd call it cameo in um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. <sighs> so the Taran, the newest Tarantino movie.
1: I feel like that's Tarantino just choosing her face for relevance. It's almost like
0: a, but she's almost unrecognizable. Like I didn't, I had, I only saw her name in the credits and I had to go back and see who she was because she has trans from that little girl. She has transformed into someone who does not look like that little girl anymore. So, um, and for right or wrong too, I don't think that she necessarily is as attractive. She didn't, she didn't, Grow into an attractive young woman, much like you're at the one. I can't remember the other name. I just remember from neighbors too. Yeah, yeah. And right or wrong, that that probably lost her some scripts. It's probably the wrong, not even so, right or wrong.
1: The, so in terms of re-scripting her career, she could. So she's actually in the. I guess she's in the Twilight films. I found this by researching.
0: Yeah.
1: IMDb. She's a small role, Jane. Like finding a role like that, like a reoccurring role. Or I even put down Game of Thrones, finding a role. Oh in Game man, of that's
0: dog. That's perfect. Yeah, yeah. She could have played. Yeah,
1: right. If she somehow was like an Arya Stark character, or somehow was able to find a show that she could grow with, um, which uh, my next actor I'll get into after you give yours. Um, kind of. That's where they had successes. Well.
0: Roll, it roll like, with it, dog. Roll with it. I'll do. I'll do the last one. Go ahead.
1: No, 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 it's it's fine. It doesn't really link up that well. But anyways, for her, if she found, I even had Mean Girls on here. There's opportunities. So Hunger Games, Twilight, Game of Thrones, Mean Girls.
0: I, I think right. you na- I think you nailed it. I think it was so shocking to see her go from the little girl to the uh, you know young adult that we can't necessarily our brains couldn't. Whereas with Arya in Game of Thrones, I think that that's the perfect curve. We started out when she was young. And we saw her every season until she became a young woman. And then it's, you know, I think that they're very similar acting styles. Like, it was less shocking, you know, in season seven when Arya all of a sudden was a woman, you know? Like, it was... So, I think you're right. I think we just lost touch with her in between childhood and then it young young adult. She, wasn't
1: acting. she was still taking roles, but there's nothing that I recognized her. Uh, and then her younger sister also doing her probably to her uh, dismay, uh, L. Fanning got a, a decent career mm-hmm. going for. And uh, anyways, <clears throat> but Dakota, I mean, if she, I, I, I think Game of Thrones or Hunger Games or Twilight, something where there was, there was um, relevant to people her age yes. or like, a little bit younger, but also like a little bit edgy, a little bit sexualized, like, I don't even think it needed need to be sexualized It really doesn't have to be sexualized like, like It's just something to, to keep her relevant You know what I mean? I like, get you, I
0: definitely get you It's something to, to grow along with, with her growing up, so whether that's a, a reoccurring movie series or a TV series where we're constantly in touch with her, I think that that would have totally changed her career, I, I, I agree totally with that
1: So that's how I hooked it to your one prior is She didn't chain her, her wagon to the right to the right you know, Medium, yeah. Because uh, you won Fryer. Who's your who's your mom Mila, Mila Kunis? Mila Kunis did, and so did I have also Julia Stiles with the Bourne movies. Like she just stayed relevant just by like putting her face in a relevant movie, right? Yep. Like, that's just that's that's just being a strategic actor and maintaining relevance. Like,
0: yeah, and it's probably your agent slash manager's job to to keep you keep you afloat like that too so um all right so my next one here uh is kind of more funny than anything else but I wish that Artie Lang had a different career
1: so okay. Artie I, Lang, I, I, I like that choice have you seen that before you did, have you seen the show crashing on HBO no I haven't seen that he's on there he's he's really good yeah this guy Pete Holmes he's like a real Christian guy he does stand-up comedy and he's crashing on people's couches in New York and Artie Lang's like a big a big character and he's really good.
0: So two things with Artie Lang. He I mean, the movie that I can remember him in the most is is Dirty Work. Yeah. Um, is he's just he's Norm MacDonald's best friend and that he's just so funny. I think two things with Artie, one, I think he saw it as a weakness to do movies or a sellout move to do movies, and he wanted to just stick with the stand-up and the Howard Stern show. I think if he saw himself grabbing money. Then he would be he would be living out the life that he made fun of, and the other the other thing with Artie Lang is he had obviously a very notorious drug history that prevented him from doing anything for for decades. So it makes it so tragic. It's like the, I don't know if he even had the option
1: because his drug addiction was so intense. He and crashing goes into that. He, yeah, he, his, he's very raw and. and uh, it's, you know, it, his drug habit probably limited his career. I mean, not that Norm McDonald Norm Macdonald found a way to stay relevant. You know, he had his little sports show, right?
0: No, Norm was one that... I, yeah, Norm was one that I thought about, too. But I think Norm was another one of those guys who just didn't love the limelight. He just liked being quirky, popping up here and there, and, like... <laughs> he, he, for a while, Norm was doing... Obviously, he was SNL, but for a while, he was doing, like, a late-night stint. He'd be on Conan, like, you know, once a month, or he'd be on Leno once a month, and just, like, trying out jokes... I think Norm's another stand-up guy that would just much prefer stand-up. than So he falls in the same category as Arnie Lane. Uh, but I just, I don't know. He just kind of had, he just had a funny face. He's, he's kind of like that fat, kind of greasy dirt ball that just has so, that can deliver a joke. And I thought that it fit on screen, especially in Dirty World.
1: He's kind of like a farthest character, but he didn't die. So it's like, there's always the questions of... He wasn't
0: as far, he, he should have died with all the drugs, but... He, he, he wasn't as physical of a character as Farley, you know, like he was fat but he was funny, like he was more, I guess his appearance was funny but and, but it, that's when it helped and his accent was funny, that New York accent that he has is funny, when he lands a joke it's it's good, but he wasn't doing like cartwheels and getting stung by bees like Chris Farley was, he was actually saying funny things Yeah, but it's, it is tragic
1: though, um, you know his kind of, it's his career is tragic he has yeah. serious drug problems. But with that, I think it brings up an interesting point, though. I mean, not it's tough to compare him to Farley, but they always talk, what if the greats, you know, like Hendrix, you know, the, just the, you know, Kurt Cobain. Anyways, what if they, you know, what would they have done if they were to continue on well, it's like cycle? Well, they probably would have been like Scott Weiland or Artie Lang, where they've just been strung out for years and just kind of like struggling along and just kind of like tough to watch. True. <clears <clears throat> which throat> it's which it's
0: amazing with I I've listened to a bunch of podcasts with Artie on him since he's that de- last done his rehab stint and it's just amazing some of the stuff that he did and, and didn't die. Like he told like half a dozen stories where if you or I do anything attempt any type of drug or whatever like that, we'd be dead. We'd, we'd flatline and he and he made it through. Now granted he looks like hell, his half his nose is gone and like, you know, he's still overweight. He he always jokes he's not my side gone more. <laughs> that's what happened to Farno, Yeah. So, but like he jokes, he's like, "I'm the I'm the fattest cocaine addict anyone's ever seen." I love I, cocaine and cigarettes, and he still just is still fat. So, anyways, I think I think his stand up is a is a little bit of a therapy for him. So that's why he continues to do it. All right, Doug, who's your last one? You
1: know, my last one. We're gonna leave it on a little bit higher note, a little bit, a little bit more positive. So. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Okay. I don't go uh, child actors as much, but honestly, JTT was had had opportunity. He had he had probably the ability in. in so in my research, I found that after he did, you know, his his home improvements and his. Uh, uh, you know his his movies with Chevy Chase and all those. He was the
0: original Simba too for on the Lion King.
1: He was, he was he was He also did uh, something with Pinocchio. He was like the voice of Pinocchio. Man of the House. That's it with uh, with um, Chevy Chase. So, anyways, he, he, he but he he hadn't done anything that you couldn't forget. You know, he wasn't one of those child actors who. Yeah, he would have. Yeah, you would have remembered his face. But I think he could have, if he had taken some serious roles, like some of those Josh Hartnett roles, or some of those Leo roles in the late '90s, early 2000s. Then he, you know, he he, he could have. So basically, the so the actor that I compare him to, if you listen to our podcast, you know, I just don't like this person, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. So. Jonathan Taylor Thomas yeah. replaced Joseph Gordon levitt So you have to have
0: you have to have three names in order to replace each other, right? Exactly, yeah. exactly. So Joseph Gordon Levitt, same
1: kind of the same yeah. age. Uh, and Joseph Gordon levitt was on uh, Third Rock from the Suns. So yeah. Similar career. They both were in movies early on. Ten Things I Hate About You. Um, and anyways, but so uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas decided to go to Harvard in Columbia and get his education.
0: Okay. So, he, I mean, you can't fault him for that. He he almost yeah. used his stardom to get into, you know, if he were to do that nowadays, he'd get, you know, he'd get busted for that, you know, shout out to Aunt Becky for getting her kids. So he used his stardom to get into Harvard and Columbia, whereas now that scene is like, that's like a crime now.
1: Well, maybe he did, but he's, maybe he's just a smart guy. Uh, um, you know, and he, you know, he had did some act, acting in like an HBO show recently, probably just to drop his face in there. Yeah, um, but P- no, pick up, up like a paycheck, a chose an alternative life, and seemingly made it successful. Yeah. Um, so, but but as a person who kind of, I, his child acting wouldn't have have tainted the rest of his career. Like, I don't think so either. Would, yeah, he was talented. He hadn't done anything yet. Like he hadn't done any Snow Dogs yet uh, that he, he couldn't come back from. And at that time, there's the heartthrob thing in the early two thousands mm-hmm. was like you can make so much money off of just putting a heartthrob and move the Pearl Harbors and the, the you know the Josh Hartnits and the Leos right. and the Gordon Levitt's and the Heath Ledger's like you just put them in stuff and it probably wouldn't them up and he. He had, I think, the acting chops and the suave, the cool, 90, you know, I mean, he was he could have done it. But he had the skater haircut. Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly the <laughs> skater haircut. So, I mean, again, I, what I have down here is him and Titanic. Like, I know that we, we talked Titanic a lot. We had.
0: He was too young. He was too young for that role. But, yeah, right? I, something yeah. like that.
1: Uh, I, I don't know if he was too young. I,
0: I think it, was, in 96, he was probably, like... I think he's mine. So in, in 96, he would have been, like, 11? Like, no. I thought Titanic was 98. Okay, so he'd have been 13. Anyways. Anyway, something like, something
1: like that would have, would have, could have brought him back or could have, you
0: know... That he did. But again, much like Josh Hartnett, it sounds like he didn't even want that. He wanted to further his education and just stay out of the limelight. He's probably you know, a, a success child actor story, not that he went on to become another actor, but he went on to have a normal life seemingly from the sounds of your research. It's so funny. Every single guy that you mentioned or, or woman that you mentioned, I, I looked into too. Uh, and it's hard to stay away from child actors and by looking up these because we, we see them at the beginning of their career. Very few people start their career later in life. Um, so it's hard to you know Hollywood usually makes your decision on you by the time you're 25, uh, if not earlier. So it's it's hard not to, to do younger actors like this. But uh, no, I, th- I think I like all all three of our lives. Anything else on JTT or?
1: No, I mean I just I think again putting him in, in Joseph Gordon Levitt's movies, some of his roles. Yeah,
0: that would be his. <laughs> that would be rescripting. That would be
1: that oh, would okay. be his.
0: I think his ceiling, or if not, he would be he'd do a better job in in those roles that the, those yeah, instead
1: of choosing instead of choosing specific movies that would have maybe changed his career for the better like i just wish that he kept acting and took joseph gordon levin out of the game <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we had we had jtt instead of jgl yeah but so, yeah but no i do I, I again it's I, I i it's child acting stuff but it's it's about their adult careers you know what I mean yes. uh, it, it's about and a lot of these people like the Christian Bales and the Leos and the, they, they were child actors yeah. but but somehow they didn't carry the stigma of, of the Haley and Joe Osmonds and the, uh, the Dakota Fannings if in your opinion sure. um, so I, I don't know I mean that I, I don't know if it's necessarily because they're child actors um, or if it's because it's the path they took or what? But there was there was opportunities for these people to. Well,
0: for for JTT, clear. it was clearly the it was clearly the path that he took. He stopped acting. He just like you said in IMDb, he's got like cameos here and there, but he but stopped like taking you know, on major roles after after seventeen or eighteen.
1: But Dakota Fanning did not stop acting. Yeah, she just fell off. But All why? Right. It's not, I would have kept watching. Like whatever. Like just finding the right. Like, whoever her manager is, I think just messed up. It should have been you, homie. Put me on the, yeah right. All right, right. Um, all the way from New Hampshire, I'll be making virtual calls to Hollywood. So you, uh, st- so honorable
0: mentions. You stole mine. It was Macaulay Culkin. I still hold out hope for him. I think people are. That was my only honorable mention was Macaulay Culkin. I think people are still. In, I don't think he's a good actor, but I think people are still intrigued by his life. Uh, his brother has. His brother has a role on uh, the uh, series Succession. Succession on HBO. And I don't know. I mean, I don't think he's necessarily a great actor. If Macaulay Culkin was in that role, I think the show would do that much better. Like, I—he's I, a weird dude, but I think people like weird dude. We like Joaquin Phoenix. We like. If
1: you want to think he's weird? Like he did a, a cover of uh, Lou Reed in the Belgian Underground. It's called the Pizza Underground, where it's just him and his friends in a pizza box covering Lou Reed songs. Really weird dude. Macaulay Culkin lost <laughs> it.
0: The fact that you know that though means you're still intrigued by him too. Well, yeah, but it's also it's Lou Reed. I don't
1: know. Yeah, yeah, it is intriguing. And I, I would watch a movie with McColy Hogan. You're right, but I, I just think, oh, God, it, that's just so. it's just it's just a tragic
0: life. It seems, is. If you what point do we know? right, if We're
1: you. Parents, but I mean that
0: you know it seems tragic. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, well, this but, is turned in, this is turned into the dark podcast that we did between Artie Ar- Lang's drug habits and.
1: Hey, let's just focus on jo- Jonathan Taylor Thomas going to both Harvard and Columbia. He made so. it. He made it. Good for, good for JTT. So um, on my um, audible mentions, it's it, it funny. I actually did Tim Allen. Uh, speaking of home improvement, so,
0: uh-huh. uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, Tim Allen could have had like a pretty funny, like dad career, like uh, J.W. Wells or H.G. Wells, the guy from. Uh, uh, the, the Whiplash and uh, oh yeah, he's, he's in Spider Man. He's the, the see favorite. see. You I, know, him. I don't I don't think I
0: could ever see Tim Allen in a role and take him serious. He's straight comedy for me. I he's but what
1: if, but so he's had a dark like he's been super into cocaine. I think he dealt cocaine for a while. Oh yeah,
0: he had a, he, I think he had a massive drinking problem too. I think that's what, what was what the end of.
1: What if he went like Bob Saget and did some like super dark comedy stuff? That could have been okay. Like, I would def- also people like Dad and Sandy Peas would you know eat that shit up like yeah. Tim Tim Allen doing like some dark comedy on like busting Jonathan Taylor I don't know like who knows
0: like I wouldn't rescript his career I'm glad he had the career he had Home Improvement Home Improvement no, was one of the funniest like underrated funniest shows
1: What Home Improvement Yeah it's a I, I love that show It's solid representing Detroit too. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, anyways,
0: other Randy, honorable mentions.
1: Yeah, honorable mentions: of Randy Quaid. Okay, um, yeah, I think it... so. He went off the deep end. Is legit yeah, crazy. we know where he went, I and mean, he's
0: he's. He, I think he's still floating in Canada somewhere. Like, uh,
1: but if he did like some like serial killer movies. Like, so he he did this one movie where like he uh like he was a cannibal. Him and his wife were cannibals, and they were raising their son to eat people. But like he, he wasn't. Anyways. If he had done like some really spooky, like even like Mothman prophecies, there's something like, just like eerie. Like, yeah, I feel like he would have made like a pretty solid career. Out
0: of he that. was good at being creepy and and in, in the comedic sense. So he was creepy in um, uh, all the vacations. He was like the creepy uncle, but it was a funny yeah, situation. He was kind of creepy in Independence Day. You know, you didn't know what his relationship was to those kids. He was just kind of you know. Uh, I don't know if he was his dad or like stepdad or like,
1: yeah, it was like, it was, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they are, they, they clearly are not his kids. But I, I agree with
0: they're, you. He, he Right. Like they're like native American kids and he's like this weird they're, looking.
1: They're, they're some American and like, like somehow Mexican. Like maybe, yeah. yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I think his name is Russ Colt in that movie. <laughs> um, uh, uh, yeah, but, yeah,
0: just, to your point, though, he could have been like he could have brought that level of creepiness that he just naturally had into like uh, more of a horror film, like a yeah, almost like I mean, could he have been like a Christopher Walken type? Like, could could he have done something like that with with his career? Like him?
1: Yeah, I mean, he could. I mean, he, I mean, if his idiosyncrasies and weren't so. Driven by actual craziness, and maybe yeah. But like uh, Nick Nolte made a career on that stuff too. So I heard, uh, what's his name Gary Busey. Gary Busey. Gary Busey.
0: I don't think Nick Nolte and Gary Busey have ever been seen in the same room together. I'm still convinced they might be the same person. Well, yeah. Nick Nolte just puts on like these big chopper teeth, and all of a sudden he's Gary Busey. So.
1: <laughs> and my my last well honorable mention Freddie Prince Jr. We could somehow
0: kept him. In okay. The, yeah. We, Josh made, uh, Definitely Josh Hartnett. Definitely. For all the reasons Josh Hartnett, though I think Freddie Freddie, if he had his option, he would st- he would still want to be in the line like today,
1: but right. so my last one that I could seriously consider was Adam Sandler. Um, oh, because, all right. Because I've watched all three I watched. I just watched Uncut Gems for the first time awesome. the, two nights ago, and I thought I think it's overrated, but his performance is very good. Um, I'll give you the,
0: Uncut Gems might I've watched it too. It might be one of those theater movies that you have to see in theater because of just their uncomfortableness that you feel the entire time. No,
1: it's a good movie. I just I, I you know, I just didn't think it deserved to pick up. It is because Sandler acts so well in it and it's not a typical role. Um, K-
0: KG is another one. KG should have an Oscar. He should have an cha- NBA championship and an
1: Oscar. He was awesome in that movie. Loved, I also loved how it was relevant to Celtics two thousand eight season or two thousand and nine
0: season, right? Uh, two thousand twelve season or two thousand yeah two thousand twelve season. season. Yeah, it was
1: after. I know. I just know it was after the two thousand eight
0: championship. It was when we were watching the movie. I'm like, cr- we're watching the game because at the end of Uncut Gems, you see every, you know, they're what They're basically watching that Sixers game. I'm like, okay, yeah, he he wins the tip off here and he makes the first shot. She's like, how do Sorry. you know that? I'm like. You do not know how much Celtics I used to watch back when I was a single dude.
1: But also, I, I'd also watch Funny People in Spanglish recently within the past like week or two. Yeah, and he kills it in each role. Man. Punch, punch he, Drunk Love, another one. He, he's really, really good in those serious roles, and I just wish the fact that he has movies like Jack and Jill and Ridiculous Six under his belt are just shameful. Yeah, uh, like the, he has abilities. And the fact that he just chooses to create Doritos and corn syrup for the masses.
0: They gave and him just, so Doug, if they give you that much money, just it's hard to say no, you know.
1: I mean, what did Netflix give
0: Netflix gave him like a hundred million to do three shit movies? It's just
1: uh, stupid. It's like even like a hundred million a movie or something like Okay. Is it, but anyways, we, we should be, you know, supporting we anyways, I, I am supporting him being from Manchester, New Hampshire, he's one of our one of our, uh, what's pride here? But uh, um, I just gotta say, if I could have rescripted his career, you know, I, I would have kept doing the serious stuff because he was super impressive.
0: So I think, with the exception of Mila Kunis, all the actors that we said would say, agree with you. I wish I had a different career. I wish it went differently, but here we here we are today. Do you think that Adam Sandler would say, "Oh, I wish I had a different
1: career"? I mean, if you watch the movie Funny People, it's almost like his ode to. And like it, it's pretty depressing and it talks about he makes fun of his like like he's like a mermaid creature in one and he's just yeah. like oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. that's like he basically is making fun of himself. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Uh but he's sitting on millions and millions of dollars. Hundreds of dollars. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I can't I can't answer that question, but he if he has the opportunity to do stuff like uncut gems, so I mean I don't think Things are lost. I, even though Ridiculous 6 is one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life, somehow it's not as bad as Snow Dogs in that I can't respect them. Until
0: true. Go. All right. Well, that's that's a good list. Uh, I think, oh, what did we say? We wanted 30 minutes. We're at the 45-minute mark. In true jerks in the 4th row for podcast fashion. So, all right. Uh, dog, you stay safe. As we say at the end of every single one of these podcasts now, to keep the focus on... Black lives matter, and keep the focus on staying healthy, dog. Anything else to add?
1: Well said, dog. Uh, no. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right, man. Peace out. I did everything I thought was right. Got my stapler, got my shirt and tie. Set me up to zone out, pushing paper, slamming the stapler.